we all manifest our own reality. You know, like there is a, I don't, I don't know how it works. You know, I don't pretend to, I, I study about it, but it's like, I think there's this interface where we can actually, um, you know, work to manifest our goals and dreams uh, within this life, this realm. So welcome to the Sloppy Syndicate Show. Uh, we have none other than Troy, the reality of yourself in the green room. And uh, we have a certified rock star backstage. So we'll get into that a little bit. Uh, plays with Shaman's Harvest. I'm sure you all know of Shaman's Harvest. As we'll talk a little bit about that, shoot the shit, and uh, get to know uh, Troy, the reality of yourself. So without further ado, let's bring Cord and Eric on. What is up? Hey. What's going on, what Donnie? How are we doing? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. It's a pleasure to have you guys on the show. So we are streaming live on Twitch, YouTube, and uh, Facebook. So folks in the chat, uh, if you have any questions, do not hesitate to throw them in there. We will uh, shoot them to, uh, we'll shoot it out and get the band to answer it. And uh, hit that like button for us, follow. And uh, if you are listening into the future on the podcast, it is much appreciated. Uh, so yeah, tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, the band Troy. Oh man, we've been a band for a minute. Um you know, we kind of based ourselves out of Missouri. I'm Cord Bishop, uh, the singer and guitar player. Um, I'm Eric, the drummer and uh, the good-looking one, of course. <laughs> and, and we're down to today. You know, we've got two other guys with us: uh, Kyle Lee Girth, who also is a gunslinging guitar player, and then um, longtime old best friend, kid I grew up with for a long time, Kane Ransom. Um, so he he's on bass. Um, and through that, you know, we've had a few other members through the years, but, uh, you know, that's our current awesome lineup. It's been that way for several years now. Um, and mainly, you know, we're just about writing good music and putting on good live rock shows. That's kind of, you know, we all love that. So. And uh, yeah. you started back in 2012 um, with the reality of yourself and uh, the, you know, you had a sneak peek of um, the newest release uh, that just came out uh, this year, and that's the last of the brigade. Um, so, what is the significance? You know, because there's some powerful lyrics in that. Is there any significance uh, in that song for you guys, or, or how did you guys come about and write that? Um, yeah, for me, there, there's a lot of cool, significant stuff in there. Uh, I'll say, you know, I was sitting at home one night on my acoustic and I kind of came across this little medley uh, and I was like, man, this is kind of, you know, haunting a little bit. It's playing it on acoustic guitar. And for some reason, this word brigade kept popping up. And so, you know, I recorded it on my phone. Um, and then I did just a bunch of reading and, and stuff. And I came across this like amazing recording that none other than Thomas Edison did. Uh, and it was of a poem by Lord Tennyson of called the last uh or the charge of the of the light brigade which was kind of part inspiration it was kind of a patriotic uh rally the troops poem at the time it was very politically based um you know i would i would keen it to the star spangled banner on levels you know but uh, very powerful words um and for me I, I look at the band and you know what we do any band out there you know these guys and gals they're, they're soldiers for this music for you know uh trying to push forward 
you know, what is music and, and what it should be and shouldn't be. Um, and so for me, you know, uh, I, I tended to get into this military esque vibe with that, you know, this charge of this brigade. Um, and honestly, that's kind of where a lot of the theme of the song came from, um, with just this reoccurring, um, melody, I guess you would call it a motif maybe, uh, <laughs> that's, that's really it, you know? And then obviously it was like, how do we make this Troy? How do we, you know, crush up the guitars, you know, and, and bash some drums and, and put this whole vibe together, which it, it occurred over a couple of years, really. Like it was, it came together in a few different sessions in studios, but yeah, yeah, it was drum wise. It was probably the one that I was most worried about going into the studio. So we hit it first and actually it was probably one of the smoother ones because we had just rehearsed it so many times going in, um, that actually the performance side of it was actually a lot better than I thought it would be. Um, cause it's got a lot of changes, a lot of double bass drum stuff and, um, it actually ended up going a lot smoother and we were actually able to kind of mold it a little bit more in the studio than I thought we were going to be able to. So, Yeah, and it's <clears> good <throat> for you because everyone blames the drummer. It's always the drummer's fault. <laughs> but, it's uh, always my fault. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. So uh, the band has a modern, uh, modern rock with a... Uh, kind of like a vintage vibe, I, I guess you would say. Um, so the best way, I'll let you guys uh, describe it, but um, uh, if you combine Aerosmith, Allman Brothers, and uh, some Metallica, they went out on a drug-fueled orgy and had a baby, uh, that's what you would get um, with reality of yourself. So um, am I- I'm sure? into that, man. Uh, yeah, can you, can you type that up and send it to me? <laughs> <laughs> bio change yeah, right. no <laughs> so, um, yes they had one big uh cocaine fueled orgy and uh <laughs> Troy was born so here we are uh, i'm okay with that and, oh. uh, you know so you've been in the scene for 2000 uh since 2012 with the band troy um and chord plays with uh shaman's harvest as well we all know shaman's harvest uh, dirty diana by the way is my favorite song um the you know, yeah man it rocks <laughs> uh, so eric do you play with any other bands or uh, no, and not at the moment. I've been I've been exclusively Troy for seven years now. Um, okay, but we're we've we've been tight with the Shamans guys for a long time. Um, we, I mean, they're they're only from you know a hop, skip, and a jump from here. So we play together quite a few times, and we they're good hang. We always get along really well. So they needed some help, and we threw him in, in the and the fire so now yeah the guys are great guys too and like he's saying you know i've followed those guys a long time um and always admired the songwriting you know i definitely wouldn't uh just be jumping off ship uh to go do this for anybody um i really admire what they do um big fan of nathan hunt's voice and and just again the songwriting in general i feel like they're missouri boys who are eclectic and they they get this thing man a little bit and they don't want to be put in a shoebox of rock which happens a lot with bands right now right. um you know a lot of people find their formula their mold and stick in it um and they're just not that band which which has been refreshing uh to see you know 
And of course, if I can learn anything from from those dudes, I'm gonna apply it yeah, okay. <laughs> vicariously. You know, like I'll just bring that stuff home. I already, I've already done a few things. You know, it's like, hey, I'm changing my mix now because, uh, you know, that's really what I was gonna get at too. Is that it's all about us being humble about the fact that like we can always learn more from all of these dudes. These guys have been doing it forever, um, and we've been learning from them for ever since i've been in the band so i mean there's there's only more that could come from that uh with him actually going out on the road with them and meeting more people and putting troy into uh into more years you know so yeah uh, what could that hurt yeah and i think that's where a lot of artists kind of get um and this is my opinion folks so don't take this to heart uh you know if you are a musician and listening but um you know, I think sometimes uh, some artists get stagnant and they're just they're OK with where they're at. And uh, obviously the music industry is ever changing. So if you don't, you know, sometimes if you almost don't change with the industry, I mean, and you become old news uh, type of thing. So um, you always got to keep up with the change at, at the same time. Keep doing, you know, yourself and staying true to the music that you want to make. So, um, man, that's so true. There, there's an authenticity. And even in the bands you mentioned, you know, there's usually an authenticity that. Um, as the root of that band, you know, and just like rock and roll has always been about using the latest thing to make the coolest sounds. Literally. I mean, we'll take anything from jazz to reggae to pop and we'll throw it into rock and roll. And it's cool. I mean, since the sixties, that's been going on. Um, and so I don't see anything different with trying to use tools of today's modern age to try to make music. Um, I think that's a blessing that rock and roll has because we can kind of jump around uh, and, you know, feed the song, serve the song, you know, whatever it may be. Um, yeah. whereas country, you know, you're kind of slave to a, <laughs> to a system there. That's, that's a little more, uh, molded, you know, and critiqued, right. um, refined. Right. Yeah. And you, I have a you, lot of friends, you know, in the countryside, you know, of the industry and they're, uh, I mean, you know, it's just kind of, uh, it's so, so different than the rock world or, or even, you know, you know, the different genres. So, and, and there's some amazing songwriters out there too, in the country world. Don't get me wrong. Um, you know, I mean, again, being from Missouri, I grew up, grew up in a bluegrass family. So it's like, you know, I love a lot of that stuff. Uh, but there, again, when somebody's genuineness shines through, I think us as humanity all take note of that a little bit. And we're like, Oh, Oh, that's kind of neat. That's a little different. Even if they're singing the same lick that was 40 years ago or, you know, playing that same, they're doing it their way, which is cool to me. You know, it's not following the, um, the, I don't know, the modern trend or, uh, whatever you want to call that. So, yeah. Hey, yeah guys, feel... Is that a black top, uh, Mojo shirt you have on? Yeah, man. <laughs> okay. Uh, another good band. Fine. Love those guys. I, I finally, uh, I finally got to hang with those dudes uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, they were playing here in town and we've got some, uh, mutual friends, uh, the guys in shamans as well. Um, and it, it was, it's kind of this, I was talking to Nathan, the drummer about this. I was like, dude, we're, we're like supposed to be friends, but we just don't know each other yet. <laughs> um, and we were, we were just kind of cutting up and getting to know each other. I finally got to see them live. Um, been hearing about them for years from a bunch of people, uh, some really good friends of ours that go and see them all the time. And um, they blew me away live. They're incredible live. They're super tight. Um, they, you can tell that they're 
They're good friends. They really enjoy playing together. Um, they're really down to earth dudes. Um, and they, they grind, man. They, they play a lot and they do their thing and they do it their way. And it's, it's actually kind of a, I admire that. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Definitely refreshing. Looking forward to, uh, playing with those dudes for sure. Yeah. They're an excellent band. And, and I find it kind of interesting when I look at, um, not really the demographics, I guess you could say demographics of the music, but from like Missouri to the Bayou over to Texas, um, it's just so unique, you know, like oh, Whiskey Myers, you know, that's kind of the bluegrass country. Then you got Magnolia Bayou, which is, which is kind of like bluesy rock. And then you got Zeta, which is like bluesy jazz rock. You, you get some spices, you know, you get these uh, local, local spices that I, and I love that. Yeah. You know, so it's kind of cool to see the, the Mississippi to the Bayou, whatever you want to call that area. Um, you know, just a different, like you said, flavors and styles that come out and, you know, it just, um, you know, and you guys are from that area and you have that distinctive, uh, you know, like, like we said earlier, the modern rock with a little bit of vintage. Um, and I would even, you know, some little bluesy vibes in there here and there. So. Yeah, for sure. Um, some of the like kind of slower jams that we have are definitely a little more Southern sounding, um, you know, like, uh, the reckoning or, um, well, uh, there's a few. There's a twang <laughs> that starts to occur. Yeah, there's definitely a, a little, a and, little southern influence. There. Yeah, and on the on the new stuff coming up, like you were saying, you know, Brigade, Last of the Light Brigade is um, just kind of we're starting to trickle this music out. Um, obviously, you know, things are getting busy, but um, we've got several cool songs that we're pretty proud of, you know, out of the studio, and, and we're just wanting to get them out there this year. Uh, and working towards that, you know, finding the right people to help us work towards that and whatnot. So like he's saying, you know, there's, it's we're, we try to walk this world that, um, you know, has a reverence to like Almond Brothers, Metallica, uh, Pink Floyd, you know, um, these greats that have graced us, you know, in the past. Cause I mean, I think both of us are just huge classic rock fans. When you look at it, like yeah. anytime we get in a rehearsal, it's like, Hey, I want to play something. Do you know how to jam this one yet? You know, and it's like, if not, it's there on the spot. Um, Cause I mean, yeah, he played in, you know, some great bands before us even. Um, and, and I've been lucky enough to kind of get around and just uh, be able to play with a few people here and there and uh, do my own thing. I do a lot of acoustic shows, you know, while we're not doing this stuff. Um, and, and, you know, the album, I guess, I'm just really excited about it because we've got a lot of videos and just the music itself. You know, I think we got some stuff people are going to, some old fans are going to be dying to hear. And then some new fans are going to be like, what? So, yeah. And, and you have a very large, uh, discog I can't say the word, but uh, a very large <laughs> portfolio. Uh, no, we're disco guys. <laughs> right? uh, fading, uh, uh, going back to 2012. Um, sorry folks. I stumbled we we still play a lot of those songs too. That's the, the cool thing, like we, we have the luxury of picking a different set list every night and throwing in a 10 year old song along with a song that we just put out a month ago, you know? Yeah. We're pretty, um, anal about not doing the same set twice, like ever. Yeah. It's like, we really try hard to just always throw something different in there. Um, cause you're saying like a lot of songs to choose from, um, of course, you know, we want to play the new stuff. Like it's, that's like where we're at. And sometimes it's like, you know, we want to play stuff that we can't even play yet. Um, but it, it's nice and refreshing to be able to like, 
you know, like, Hey, let's throw this one in the night. Um, shit, dude, we'll, we'll come up with a, a set list like 30 minutes before the set and then it'll change three minutes before we go on. So that happens all the time. See, I would just put it in like a random generator and just, like, <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah, definitely check them out, folks. Uh, some of my favorite, uh, older songs, you got fate, love, hate, death, uh, yeah. you know, caught in the fire. Uh, so definitely taking that caught in the fire was 2012 album, uh, with nine songs on it. Uh, 2008 was it? Yeah. 2008, uh, nine songs effective immediately. Um, so you have, uh, some from 2008, um, steady all the way up to your current release. Um, so that's totally, cool. man. Um, you know, it's, it's hard being an independent band, uh, but it's also a blessing. Um, but to raise funds album after album, you know, takes time. The pandemic was pretty rough on us, um, but it's almost like somebody hit the reset button, which is great. And, you know, we, we had to sit just a little longer on this new music. But again, you know, we're excited. I think our Troy fans are excited. Um, and for anybody listening out there, I mean, you can keep up with us on all of our socials. Like he was saying, it's, you know, uh, hashtag the reality of yourself. But, um, we haven't put out the album name yet, um, but I know we've been getting our artwork back and all that good stuff, so super excited. Uh, so uh, tell the folks what the, the meaning behind uh, the name is, the reality of yourself. Well, you know, it, it kind of can mean anything for you, you know, as an individual. You know, I, I usually have to take and answer this question. It's a pretty big question within, within our band realm. Um, for me, like, I think we all manifest our own reality. You know, like there is a, I don't, I don't know how it works. You know, I don't pretend to, I, I study about it, but it's like, I think there's this interface where we can actually, um, you know, work to manifest our goals and dreams uh, within this life, this realm. Uh, and the band has always been a lot about that. Again, our, our bass player, Kane Ransom, uh, a talker to say the least. <laughs> um, but we've had many of, hours and hours long conversations you know about life the universe and everything um and through that you know i think we've both and, and several other people you know have come to this conclusion that like y you are in control even though we may not know how to use the tools yet you know like the, the, but there is this correlation this um interaction happening uh and for me you know the band really is a statement of that there's there's great speakers you know um like greg braden and, and david wilcock and many others um who really can put it in more poignant terms than i as a as a singer <laughs> but yeah that's a that's a pretty good um blanket statement for kind of where we all are with just the the idea of the reality of yourself for sure and I must say, I appreciate you, Eric, because you are the most talkative drummer I've had, and it makes my job so much easier. <laughs> so thank you for that. Yeah, no problem, man. <laughs> I, uh, I'm I'm actually I'm actually like the 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 talker a lot of times. Yeah, I'm pretty reclusive. Um, I, I just keep to myself, a little introverted. Uh, and thank God for Eric. <laughs> a lot, and a lot of the drummers, you know, they're used to being you know, back, you know, back behind, not behind the stage, obviously, but, you know, in the back and they just kind of do their thing. And so it's refreshing to have someone, I don't have to pick, you know, 
questions from. So, well, like I said in the beginning, I'm the good-looking one. So <laughs> we established I have that to earlier. be here, and I've just sharpened my people skills. So, so, so. over the years, uh, I don't know if you're married or, or have a girlfriend, but uh, you know, over the years, he's been become the ladies' man, and that's helped him out tremendously. So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had the I wish I had the bounce a wow wow on my board, but I don't. Uh, <laughs> Actually, my wife beats him off with a stick now, but yeah. Okay, all right. So, folks, ladies, he he is married, so he is off the market. But uh, you can look, you can't touch, you can you can browse the menu, but you can't order. So there you go. But um, so also, you guys had uh, something super cool happen: a multi platinum producer. Uh, got wind of you guys and kind of picked you up and, and started working with you. Um, and that is Jay. Uh, I can't say his last name. Bumgarner. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I would totally butcher that. So um, he's <laughs> well known, obviously out there, and uh, he's a multi-platinum uh, producer. So how is that? Uh, how does that feel working? You know, working with a, a such a producer with uh, on a scale like that. You go ahead, buddy. Man, I Drum City. Uh... Yeah, I mean, I, I don't even know where to begin. I mean, the when you walk into NRG Studio in North Hollywood, it's it's breathtaking to begin with because you walk in and there's just a wall of platinum records. And it's not just platinum records. It's like Linkin Park and Rob Zombie and No Doubt and Godsmack and just all this, you know, these huge, huge rock records. Um, and you're you're taken back by that. And then, you know, everybody that's stepped foot in there um, and recorded there and the stories that are there. And, and then you get into the actual work of it. Um, and, and the a room studio, the live room there is just, I mean, there, there's no better live room. In my opinion, it sounded incredible. Uh, they had this like 68 Ludwig, Bonham kit, maple shells, um, totally vintage and beautiful. And they had this guy just totally work it. And it sounded incredible uh, and felt amazing. I mean, it was, it was really a, a really awesome experience that I, I hope that we get to do, do that a little bit more down the road for sure. Yeah. I mean, so like there's several of those songs from those sessions that are coming out on this record, which we're really excited about. Um, and like he's saying, you know, like just that, the fact that we all four got to like record in a room together um, as close as possible, you know, um, that that was really neat to me. Uh, again, the process was pretty old school and it made you appreciate a lot of the subtleties and nuances um, because, again, the music lives between the notes sometimes. And like uh, that's where the magic happens. <laughs> it's, that's probably one of the only times that we've gone into a room with yeah. a producer and actually i mean that much jay, gear ready. jay literally sat down and was like all right guys play me oh. the hits <laughs> yeah <laughs> and we were like uh okay and then he played you know four or five like bones of songs that we had just like ideas like a verse and a chorus and then he'd be like okay let's go with that one and then we just start yeah trying different song. keys trying yeah. you know what, what was going to work and what wasn't and then yeah, the next day, it's like everybody strap up and same thing, you know, sit right down and just go after it. Um, yeah. It's really the probably the only time that we've gotten to do 
other than stuff here. Yeah. We, and that's, that was really a big inspiration for me to come back home. And I was like, I have to figure out how to get us into that setting, you know, more often because again, you can't afford to rent a studio for a year. I mean, as a, I mean, I guess some, some bands can, and that's a blessing. We can't, you know, so we're building our own, you know, every day it's like something else added to the, to the machine that is Troy. It's pretty hilarious on levels. Yeah. Um, but I feel like, again, we don't want to stop. Um, you know, I think all of us want to put out music for life. Um, and you talk about, you know, getting settled with what you got, you know, I don't think that's anybody in our group. I think we're all, you know, pushing for more and wanting that. Yeah, for sure. And that's the best way to uh, go about it. You know, keep pursuing greatness. Um, and, and back to the the studio with all the, the platinum records and that I, I wouldn't have made it into, you know, I'd have been like, Hey, give me an hour. Let me just browse around. Let me just take in the scenery. <laughs> but, um, you know, I find it fascinating just like, you know, when you go in the studio and, and you know what what they can do you know like oh play this and then you know a song comes about that's it's crazy to me when i think about it sometimes when they have these massive i mean 30 foot long boards and all these keys and i'm a squirrel so i'm like well mm. you know i can't yeah. pay attention for long so i'm like and, and the beautiful right. thing is you know there's thousands of dollars within each preamp of those channels you know to where um you know, if I was trying to set the, the boys up with 16 channels and Eve preamps, uh, you know, I'm looking at a good 30, 40 K quick. Um, and yeah. we just can't go get that anywhere else. Um, so it was a big blessing, dude, you know, to run through Poltex, original Poltex, original LA twos, two ways. Uh, I mean, all of that, you know, it, it changed it for me. Cause again, the analog circuitry, adds color it adds character to things and uh and honestly our ears are all accustomed to that and want that you know we want that warmth that saturation um and and those old school boys knew how to do it man <laughs> yeah. i think i think while we were there a lot of the um the mindset of the guys that were there uh kyle the the main engineer and jay uh was less is more <clears throat> so it was a lot more about the performance and getting the right tone and getting the right performance. And then rather than just coloring it up with, you know, a bunch of, you know, effects and, um, you know, you know, studio magic and stuff like that. It was uh, the stuff that we did. There was very raw in a way, but like more powerful in a lot of ways too, because it was just good songs being played well. So, and I loved like the vintage style, you know, like the old school classic rock. And I remember when I was younger, the uh, voice mod, no voice box, I think it is, you know, where they talk. And oh, yeah, yeah. You know, I just, oh, I, yeah. I was so fascinating. I, that was my favorite thing. Hey, well, you, we've got a couple singles you're going to love then coming out soon. <laughs> <laughs> like you just said like two things and I'm like, oh, he's going to like these next two songs. <laughs> yeah, Kyle, does a long time. Yeah, Kyle, Kyle always has a talk box on stage, so. Yeah, those are awesome. I, I still love them. But uh, as a kid, I was just super fascinated. Like, you know, jaw drop. Like, what? You know, obviously. Totally. I, I still don't totally it. get it, how it works. <laughs> right. But I'm a drummer, so. You know, at that time, I was too young to really, like, comprehend. I'm like, how is he talking? How is he singing like that? You know, obviously, dumb kid, but uh, whatever. <laughs> 
Um, so what's uh, what's in the future for Troy? Um, I know uh, you guys plan on doing any Battle of the Bands or any tours. What's coming up? You know, um, Last of the Light Brigade's kind of on this new uh, chart system, the, the, the Black Craft with Space Zebra. We won a few things through Space Zebra last year, which was really cool. Um, and I would like to say, you know, we're, we're working on just releasing our next single and kind of uh, playing the field. We would love to get on maybe a small tour to this fall um, just to kind of prep and help and get, and get this album out is kind of the main game plan. I know I do have to go out, you know, with shamans here for about 30, 40 days. Um, and so in my mind, I'm editing videos and, and doing some other things in the background. Uh, and we're just booking shows and trying to get this next single ready. Cause, uh, it was like three weeks ago we went out and I think in my opinion, we shot like one of the most fun cool videos we've ever done and i'm pretty excited about it um yeah and i don't know it's just a neat experience again recording live <laughs> and just getting it all you know put, trying to put it all together so but just to just to give you a little hint we got a a friend that had a this kick-ass barn on a 10 acre farm and we shot a video in it and it it ended up looking really cool so yeah i mean it's so many over 100 years old they had a lot of so the it was just awesome yeah the barn had a pretty cool history itself so yeah you're talking about an old <laughs> you know old country farm boy that grew up around farms doing stupid stuff so so i'm I saying and there's so many ideas that could go through there's that. a vibe too you know especially with rock and roll that's a little it's a little missed i think you know and um again bands like rival sons and others i think they're they're keeping that shit alive you know for me personally uh for sure and, and how can we support uh, the reality of yourself for the folks listening on the podcast in the future? Where can we find you at? Um, you know, we're on a lot of the major outlets. Uh, the best way to support us is to go follow our Spotify and our YouTube channel. Um, if you can keep up with us on Facebook, Instagram, we just started the TikTok. And, and, you know, again, we were gearing up to release more music. You can definitely, you know, shazam us you can find us on itunes uh apple music all that good stuff usually under the reality of yourself um and troy and then we do have a website the reality yourself.com as well um that leads to merch and uh some other cool little tidbits so through all those little little veins you can come support us man and become part of the journey because like like i said there's a lot to come and we're just like gonna get started <laughs> Awesome. Yep. So there you go, folks. The reality of yourself.com, Spotify, IG, they are all over. Um, you know, looking forward to the new album. Uh, so leading up to the new album, do you guys plan on doing, uh, you know, I know the big thing now is, you know, doing one, two or three singles of the album, releasing up to the album uh, release. Is that where you're planning or? Pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're basically amending uh, to the mold of the times, uh, which, you know, I think is better for the consumer. You know, that way they don't have to get bogged down um, and you get this trickle effect of, you know, you're maybe your favorite bands putting some stuff out and, you know, you get to experience this rise, so to speak. Um, but, I mean, you know it probably more than anybody else, you know, it's it's hard uh, right now. People, People's lives matter, you know, priorities are different. And so sometimes we, we're not a pushy band. We don't like to just shove and 
and shove our stuff down people's throats. That's tough, I think, and kind of gross. But um, same time, you know, we'll, we'll humbly tell you where we're at and and come check us out because come to a show, you'll probably have a good time. Absolutely, and I'm I'm just excited that live music is coming back. Uh, I was I was down in uh, the Keys for the Songwriters Fest uh, last week. Uh, next week, I'll be in Daytona for Welcome to Rockville. And uh, it's just refreshing to to be back out and uh, surrounded by friends and, and just having a good time again. So, Right. Well, come say hey at Welcome to Rockville, man. Definitely. I will uh, check you out. Um, are you guys playing? Yeah, uh, I'm playing with Shamans. Uh, gosh, I don't know our set time. I think it's like 3.30 on, uh, on Thursday, maybe Friday. Definitely, but uh, uh, we'll certainly check that out. Um, it's been a it's been a wild week this week, uh, to, to, to tell you the truth. <laughs> all these all these dates are coming, and I just kind of look at it like, okay, we'll just deal with that one at a time. Yeah. <laughs> and are, are we doing that battle with Space Zebra? For I'm not for sure what what's happening there. I think we are in it currently, though. Um, I, know, just, I know there's like a top ten chart thing or top thirteen. Yeah. For Space Zebra, which is a really cool, if, if any listeners don't know, um, a Twitch channel last year basically blew up. Um, Danny Wimmer Presents, who does a lot of these shows, uh, you know, they created this channel, especially during quarantine times, and it's been a great promotional tool and um, honestly introductory tool for new rock music, which well, I feel like they were hitting something that. I mean, obviously you see is missing within our uh, industry um, or at least needs more love and attention. Um, yeah, and so streamed a lot of the, like the festival stuff. Like yeah. Welcome to Rockville. They did really good streams of all that. A um, few of the main stages there. And um, those dudes have been really, really cool to us. Um, really good relationship there. Uh, we definitely hope to uh, continue that in the next year and you know as long as they'll have us so yeah i mean super proud of you guys and guys like you and them who are just pushing the envelope you know for rock music it means a lot you know and nothing to the old heads um because that stuff's great you know i mean a lot of reverence but i think some of these new bands you know just deserve uh time and attention yeah, and it's kind of astounding how much talent is out there that's undiscovered or unsigned you know just you know, between Space Zebra and shows like that, it's like, holy cow, like, you know, you, uh, there's so many bands I found that I w would have never found um, listening to shows um, such as, and I yeah. know they're doing a, a running, um, running top 13 chart. Uh, they're in the elite or no, the final four for um, Louder Than Life. And then uh, after they finish this final four, I believe they're starting another bracket, right? Uh, for, you know, for each month for Louder Than Life. So there'll be four, um, four unsigned bands, if I'm correct, that get picked up and play, uh, get to play at louder than life. So yeah, I know all you got to do is submit your stuff to, uh, Jake or, uh, yeah, producer Jake and, um, you know, see if you get in there. So, and, and yeah, we were talking JJ, um, who's basically our tour manager, you know, dude who really helps out a lot with Troy. Um, we didn't know because yeah, there's several different brackets leading up to that louder than life, I believe. Um, so I do believe we're going to be in it. Um, I would hate to say yes without doing it, but I know we've been talking a lot about it uh, and it's, it's on our minds because those guys are great. And again, 
you know, new bands. We've, we've met several cool bands at Welcome to Rockville last year because of Space Zebra. You know, like we, right. we got honorable, uh, we got runner up and then they're just like, <laughs> hey, you know, we love these guys. If there's one band we can pick, we're, let's bring these guys to Rockville, which was like, oh crap, this is awesome. Wow. Um, and then we won this all-star bracket at the end of the year, which, you know, we got to stream live uh, from right here in the studio, uh, out, you know, with bands of the likes of, like, all that remains, some dudes from Tesseract, some really great acts. Um, and that was all for charity. Yeah, and raised a ton of good money for a good cause. So I uh, can't speak highly enough about what they're trying to do. Um, you know, yeah, takes a lot of energy. You know it. <laughs> yeah, and we and, and we want to be a part of that and help in any any way that we can. So that's always uh, what's good for them is good for us and vice versa. So you know why not? do whatever we can to participate in whatever they, whatever they're doing. So, yeah. And, and uh, most importantly, what I like seeing is the bands, um, you know, even on this last, uh, you know, the elite eight, um, you know, there's so much talent out there and, you know, these bands are like, man, this band is so talented. Like we should like do a collab, you know, so it's totally, nice. yeah, that's, and that's what should be happening. Right. You know, and so they like work with each other and, you know, build everybody up. So it's, it's really refreshing to kind of see that um, these bands are like, Hey, let's jam together. Let's, you know, do something together instead of like, Oh, you beat me F you, you know, type of thing. But right. Uh, right. Cause I mean, and it's hard to remember, but there is no competition in art, you know, besides with yourself probably. Um, but you know, I commend anybody who's getting out there and trying to do this right now. You know, I mean, it's one of the hardest things to do in the world is to be in a band right now, you know, in, in america like i can say that for sure like uh oh yeah i'm, I'm sure it's harder in other places too so don't let me <laughs> wipe my brow on that but like you know i commend anybody getting after it because the grind is real um and it matters and it's it should matter to you deeper than than a you know a cervical reason absolutely so uh, a little food for thought there folks uh, you know, <laughs> get after it take with you um, you can do anything you want to, as long as you put your mind to it and stick with it. Hey, fail is the first attempt in learning. So if you fail the first time, keep on trying. So it's um, true, man. I always tell the boys, ain't how you fail, it's how you succeed, or ain't how you succeed, it's how you fail. Yep. You know, like, and we've failed plenty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we all have been there, and uh, you ain't swinging, you ain't uh, trying. Yep. Build your character, and uh, keeps you, you know, pushing forward. So. Um, I appreciate you guys coming on this episode. Uh, another cool fact of the band, you guys have opened up for Korn, uh, some yeah. huge bands. So what are some of the bands that you've opened up for? Breaking Benjamin, I think. Yeah, um, gosh, it's a slew of them. Korn was mm -hmm. crazy. Um, that was one of the craziest ones. You know, they're on another level. Uh, and I think Breaking Ben's getting there too, um, to be honest. But, I mean, there's been so many. Like, who's... Uh, Man, some of my my favorites that we played with probably nothing more. Oh yeah. Um, Which they're in KC tonight. They're just starting their new tour. You know? <clears throat> I'm actually going to see them tomorrow night. <laughs> um, them in uh, asking Alexandria in Oklahoma, I think. Mm -hmm. um, God, who else? Uh, Blackstone Cherry. We played with those guys a few times. Um, they're always so good live. Skillet. Um, Skillet was just um kind of surreal and you know how powerful and uh great those humans all are you know like beyond the music and in the music uh, uh and we got to be uh 
we got to know the guys from uh, Devour the Day on that tour pretty well, and those guys were just some of the best dudes, um, and uh, obviously a fantastic band. They were awesome live every night. Um, that's the that's the other thing. Like, uh, there's there's bands that I I wouldn't normally you know go and put it on for myself, but then we play with them, and I'm like in love with them because they're just such good people. You know what I mean? It that happens all the time. Um, and live music, man, it's yeah. it's something different. You know, like it 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 definitely changes you. Like I don't I don't I don't feel like just hearing a song on the radio or hearing it like playing you know in your car or something like that is enough <clears throat> once you actually go and see a band and maybe shake a hand or two it it changes your life yeah so. definitely visual um you know so stage presence all that stuff and uh, a band that comes to mind when they first kind of broke the the scene fever 333 they played at uh welcome to rockville four was four or five years ago and mm -hmm. had such a great stage presence they knocked it out and i mean not talking bad about any any bigger bands but i mean they outperformed some of the bigger bands so i was like damn these yeah. guys are good i've been following their drummer for a long time uh our bass player kane follows him a lot too he's got a bunch of side projects and stuff um but he is a killer back there the energy yeah is That's just insane i mean i I get exhausted just just watching him sometimes because I'm like, how do you do all that and then do it so well and flawlessly? You know what I mean? So it's super impressive. And uh, so last uh, last question. Well, I mean, this is a loaded kind of tricky question. Uh, so past or present, um, who would you want to collab with or perform with? Past or present? Like, uh, are we talking songwriting or just playing a show? Either or dude even adding more pressure right <laughs> i mean a big one for me personally would be tom petty for sure it's a good one man. yeah um, I, I was I, just even get to see him play i didn't get to see him play I, I missed him a few times and then he was gone so gosh man i don't know I, you know part of me is like i, I would go back and you know grab a john lennon or a greg allman you know, pretty quick, uh, because I feel like they had a lot of songs left in them, you know, uh, but, and then part of me is like, I, I would take Paul McCartney right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dave, I'd, take, Dave Grohl. I'd take him right now. And, you know, um, but within our scene, you know, within the rock and roll scene, uh, boy, you know, like, I mean, I'd love to do something with Nate from Shaman's Harvest. To be honest, man, he's one of my favorite vocalists I've ever known. Uh, you know, Brent Smith, something weird would be in cool. Uh, I mean, I would go little country with Stapleton or something like that. You know, if a collab like that would be super fun or Tyler Childers, um, you know, stuff like that. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah. David Grohl would be sick. That is so loaded. I mean, there's a load of baked potato. Yeah, there's buddy. a lot. Yeah, the whole show's <laughs> a lot. But, um, yeah, this, uh, I mean, it's pretty cool to go into uh, Rockville this year because um, my first band or my my first, I mean, I grew up going to like country festivals and, and different things like that. Um, but my first actual like real experience was Corn uh, and Rob Zombie, 1999. And uh, I just remember uh, when they hit the bass and it was like, my whole body just shook. And then um, yeah. and the concert was Kiss. So uh, the only one we're missing at Rockville this year is Rob Zombie. Uh, yeah, he, he he was there last year. Right. 
So we got Kiss this year and uh, Corn. We're just missing Rob Zombie to have my trio of my first uh, two real rock concerts. <laughs> well, that's pretty cool, though, man. I got to say, our guitar player, Kiss, is like his number one. I mean, oh, yeah. And if it wasn't for Kiss, you know, he, he wouldn't have uh, been in the garage learning all these songs all the time. And, you know, it really inspired him. And, and I, I, I can't thank God for it because like, his moves probably come from that scene, you know, but you wouldn't you wouldn't see it suspected of him, really, you know. Yeah. Different guy on stage for sure. <laughs> awesome. So we will uh, catch Shaman's Harvest in uh, Daytona for Welcome to Rockville. And uh, you can look up troy uh the reality of yourself.com for shows yeah. uh, coming near you uh, it's been a pleasure having you on this episode and any final departing words for the fans out there just thank you guys yeah. for tuning in thank, Donnie, you, thank you for having us yep. and uh we definitely look forward to doing it again man yep see you all down the road Alrighty, and that's gonna conclude this episode folks i hope you enjoyed it i hope we uh pleasured your ear holes just a bit hopefully we made them moist but until next time <laughs> keep it sloppy Super schlopper. <laughs>